entrepreneur, so I'm born to brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. Let's grow! Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for being here today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and this way we can get this content out to more people. Today, I'm joined by someone I've got to get a chance to get to know over the past few years from our Apex community. He's a world traveler, has a great story that I'm excited to dive in more with you today. His company has seen some tremendous growth since I've met him, and he's doing some amazing things and helping businesses out and he'll kind of go into that a little bit but it's really been cool to watch what he's done and built from a distance my guest today is james king baskin he is the ceo at outsource kings james what's going on man welcome to the show what's up adam thanks for having me and you're in uh you're in the country of columbia is that correct right now yep yes sir man and is that i can't remember is that where i know you've been all around but is that kind of your new permanent spot or or what do you got going on right now here half the year and then probably starting next year i'll be here full time like full year year round but i still travel in the u.s a lot Mm -hmm. it's been like 30 days in different cities uh, so far this year alone in the U.S. Love it, man. Love it, man. Well, it's been really cool watching watching you do what you do and and travel okay. all over. So looking forward to diving into more of your entrepreneurial journey and, and kind of what you do at Outsource King. So if you can kind of give the audience just a quick rundown of, of who you are, what you do, what got you to where you're at right now, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, so... My name is James King Baskin on all my socials. Uh, Outsource Kings is my company. Uh, founded it about five years ago. And what we do now, we've niched down to contractors uh, this year alone. And what we do now is both lead follow-up for the contractors, invoice follow-up. That's the newest thing we just added. Mm-hmm. I got to put a plug in for that. That's awesome. And, yeah, dude, it's, it's huge. <laughs> and then... Uh, contractor virtual assistance is the big thing. When I say that loosely, I don't like using the word virtual assistance, but everyone just resonates with it so much. And basically that is someone going into like their job Nimbus, their job progress, doing tasks inside of that, mm. plus make phone calls. Yep. And so it's like a admin assistant for a contractor that's busy. Mm. Love it. And when you talk about, kind of the full scope, obviously you mentioned niching down to contractors just out of curiosity, probably for the listeners and for myself, what were some of the industries that you were doing before and how did you come down to the solution of like, Hey, we're just going to focus on contractors. Yeah. Great question. Um, I tried serving everyone in all these different industries all over the place that, um, you name it, mortgage gyms, mm. uh, you know, we managed uh, a gym for Paul Helmy, also in Apex, mm-hmm. uh, in Keller, Texas. We managed his front desk. Um, we had mortgage brokers. That was probably, it was like a kind of toss up between mortgage broker and real estate mm-hmm. and contractors. And um, it's, uh, I, I, love, I love both of them. But what I really kind of resonated with the most was the contractors. I really like, when I like nerd out on trying to solve solutions or whatever, and I kind of like dive deep, mm-hmm. I always was thinking about the contractor, the mortgage stuff, uh, definitely had a little bit more regulation and compliance stuff that I didn't want to deal with. Yeah. That 
the co- co- contractors, it's like, yeah, there's compliance for the contract to be licensed, et cetera. But mortgage, it was like, if we said something that was mortgage related over the phone, we had to be a licensed agent. Mm-hmm. So I had to train my team not to speak like they were perception of a licensed agent yep. and contract. It was just an easier, smoother process. But yeah, we, I tried doing everything. I tried literally doing everything. Um, and I arrived at contractors. Mm, I love it. And, and I think a lot of people struggle with trying to be everything for everybody. And like, hey, I, I want to make everybody happy. I want to be everybody's client, those types of things. Um, but what has that done for your company in terms of probably the overall end product, the customer experience, probably just the in general success of the business? What has that done since you guys have been like, hey, here's our niche? Yeah, it's definitely uh, helped with growth. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, overnight, we just doubled our business <laughs> yeah. here at all times. It's like, uh, that's not the case at all. Yeah. Yep. If anything, it's, uh, it's definitely increased our interest. But something that was really interesting was a buddy of mine that I hang out with uh, when I'm in Florida and Fort Myers area. We smoke cigars together a lot. And because I got like more clear of like, who I'm serving. He literally was sitting down with me. And this is a buddy I hang out with. Like, this is like my sphere. Mm-hmm. And like, Oh dude, I got a roofer for you. And I was like, huh. And it kind of just like clicked a little bit. <laughs> I was like, huh. It's funny how like I've been around this guy. He knows I have a call center he knows I, at the time, like we've been friends for about two or three years, but I've worked with all these different people, but it never was like, hey, here's a specific industry that I have that I think you can work with one of these people I know. Mm. Uh, so that was interesting for my general, like, very close sphere, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah. But also for my team, mm. just, like, sticking yeah. to one thing. Like, this whole thing with invoice follow-up, it, it internally, for fulfillment, that's a new thing that we did for, we're starting to do for one client, and that is... Um, uh, I wouldn't say it's as easy as appointment setting. It's a newer thing that we're doing. Um, but automatically, one of my coaches was like, why don't you just run ads and say, hey, are you using job progress? We'll follow up on your leads and we'll also follow up on your invoices. There's the ad. So it's like, hey, we can get really specific with the software and then call it out. And then it's exactly what we do. And then cookie cutter for all of our agents. So yeah, it's, it's just made everything like more like predictable mm. versus me. It's like going out there and selling anything and then being like, all right, team, let's try to figure this out. And then like, we're moving in 20 different directions. Yeah. You're, you got that tunnel vision. You're like, all right, I know exactly what I'm going after, who I'm going after. And it's yeah. genius with the ad stuff, like calling people out. Hey, like if you're using this and you have these two pains with leads and invoices, like I'm your guy, what are you, what are you seeing? Or like, what would your, what, what would you say is like, why do people, I mean, I know the answer cause I work with contractors all the time, but why do people need what you all offer? What are some of the things that you see is just like, Hey, they don't have this, which is why they need this. Yeah. I think there's a couple things. Um, the one I always go back to is, is, uh, is freedom, the word freedom itself. Mm. Uh, you know, if you're a contractor and you are stuck on your phone all day, following up with people, following up on jobs. Now, 
insurance insurance claims or specific things like order materials like that's something that kind of has to happen as mm-hmm. part of the, the gig but if it's like hey a lead come in at six o'clock in the evening and you're having dinner with your family and all of a sudden it's like oh i gotta stop what i'm doing to call this lead that's what i'm here for mm-hmm. like that's exactly what i'm here for it's it, it's it's that kind of thing or um I spoke on um uh uh, with uh, Jim Aline, uh, Roof and Marketers guys. And um, one of the things I said to his team, or not his team, his, his people, was that um, I'm also the person that tells people when people aren't performing. And I know that might sound kind of odd coming from the, the person that's doing the follow-up. Well, we're also calling the homeowner before the contractor goes out. Mm. And we've, we've had the homeowner, we've been doing this so long, We've had the homeowner call us and they've said, Hey, no one came out to our house today. What happened? So then that conversation, and I actually got a client because of this exact story. So I'm, I'm talking about it more often now. Then I, I knew what was going on right off the bat. Basically what was happening was the salesperson never showed up. Mm. Well, sales salesperson's salary so his incentive to show up at every single appointment, he's going to get paid the same, right? Yeah. And so I'm then having to tell the contractor, hey, listen, your salesperson never showed up at the house. Awkward conversation. It also kind of is the nail in the coffin for my service. It kind of sucks, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. This, is very, this is a very rare case, but this does happen. Yep. But you have people in today's society that they don't go to their appointment. And then I also have to bring it up to the marketer, let's say for instance, I work with a marketer and they have a roofing agency. We've had some marketers that have 15 plus agency clients with us. And then I have to tell them, Hey, look, Joe Schmo from XYZ roofing company, he never went to his appointment. Well, now that marketer has to approach the conversation with the business owner yeah. and the business owner, you know, you know, this, if you're running contractor stuff, that's probably minimum 5k a month up to 10 to 15,000, depending on the ad spend. Mm-hmm. And like Mr. Business owner, no one's going to your appointments and you know, you could have the best funnel in the world. You could have the best ad, the best automation. And we are talking about like, like book now buttons. Yeah. You could have all that stuff. But if that sales guy at the very end never even shows up at the house, it's like, uh oh. And I've had that conversation. I speak Spanish. I've had that conversation in both Spanish, the little Spanish old ladies calling me back. No one came to my house in Spanish, basically, and um, in English. And what our service has really meant to the business owner is transparency. Mm. Hey, here's what's happening. Here's what's happening right now with your leads. Here's what people are saying on the phone. Here's the responses. Hey, here's the people that are telling us they're home and they're interested. And here, hey, this kind of is awkward, but hey, here's people telling us that no one showed up for your appointment. And it's transparency for the contractor and the business owner. Mm, love that. Yeah, I think that's huge. And, and you're kind of connecting a lot of different dots there, right? So you're connecting the marketing dot, you're connecting the sales dot, you're doing the work that a lot of people think, hey, if I get marketing down and I get sales down, there's not that there that piece in the middle where the piece that you guys are kind of bringing the glue together kind of holds everything together and holds everybody accountable exactly yep mm, 
Love it, man. Love it. Well, kind of shifting gears a little bit in terms of your entrepreneurial journey and, and kind of where you've been over the last five years. I know you mentioned that's when you started the company. What are some things, if you had to pinpoint maybe three things that have made you successful thus far, what would those three things be? Ooh, always a great question. Three things that have made me successful. And it's probably not going to sound, maybe it sounds like how other people have answered it, but I always think about failure. I always think about, you know, you know, yeah, you can learn some things from your success, but I think I learned the most from my failure. Mm. So three things that made me where I'm at now, I think one being actually niching down, I think that's one, that's not necessarily a failure, yep. but um, the other being like uh, people that have screwed me over, scam me, taking advantage of me, stolen employees from me. Um, those people at time, I didn't realize it. And there's going to be still stuff that come. You're a business owner and you know, it never ends, mm -hmm. you know, until you stop. Um, but those people that basically the outside world might say, Hey man, they, they took advantage of you. Like those people made me stronger. Those people helped me recognize like, certain things, I guess like it's hard to explain, but like people that like weren't for me, but showed me who they were, allowed me to build stronger and build back uh, better. And so I think that's like a huge thing um, without getting the specific people, not that it mattered, but just certain situations and certain clients we had. Um, and it's very rare when it happens, but when it does happen, it's always like some, 5k 10k a month deal I've got going on and, mm. and, and it just shit hits the fan but then I look at everything and I, I look at it and it's like hey man I can build that back with half as many people and still be more profitable so it's like that kind of stuff it's like hey thank god you were exactly who you were yep and you took that lesson in that time and scenario um, I think that's just the second one, you know, besides niching down. And I, I think the third one and just like my entrepreneur journey is um, trust your people, but also hold your people accountable. Mm. Also look at yourself first. So I know that statement has like three parts to it. So it's like, trust your people, hold them accountable but also look at what you're doing. And so when I, when I looked at what I was doing in my own business and I was like looking at employees or like who's stealing time and, and who's doing this or that, if you look hard enough, you might find someone that's stealing five or 10 minutes or something stupid or, you know, whatever kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, they're on Facebook. Well, how often am I on Facebook and not working? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like when I really started to look at things, I was like, Huh. If I look at James King Baskin as an employee of Outsource Kings, I'm the biggest time thief. <laughs> and so, like, like when I started looking at that stuff and took my ego out of it, like, oh, I'm the CEO, founder, whatever. It's like, hey, you know what? Let's hold people accountable. Let's trust them. But let's really look at what what you're doing. If you're going to compare, let's really look at everything. So that would be my third thing. Mm, love that. Love that, man. Yeah, I really like the the aspect of like putting yourselves in the shoes of like looking through the lens of the CEO acting as what is Adam or James doing and how would that be 
how would that be looked at from that lens? I think that's a super powerful exercise. And I love what you're talking about of learning from the failures. I think anybody is going to learn a lot more from their failure than they are from success. It's really tough to take a look back at, hey, I'm super, super successful or I had this success. What did I learn? Not a whole lot there. So couldn't agree with you more there. Um, talk to us a little bit about just the journey in general, you know, over the last five years. Highest of the highs, lowest of the lows. You might have touched on some of that stuff already, but what are some of the things that you've experienced as an entrepreneur through that process? Highs and lows in the last five years. That's a a great, great, great question. Um, I think one of the lows and also something that, uh, would have been interesting. Five years ago, um, we worked with a really, really, really big time marketer. Um, the marketing world itself on Facebook is a lot more crowded. Five years ago, there was like a few kind of like gurus. Mm-hmm. Some are here, some have vanished. Um, and one of one of those gurus at the time, very large audience, uh, we helped them for like almost pro bono, like I broke even, which in business you're losing money. And um, we helped them. And it was one of my very, very, very good friends that I did this for. And he kind of gave me a shot. Mm. And I used, I used to always get uh, people that would book calls with me because they knew I was friends with this guy. And they would always ask me about this guy. And I never had my own like, oh, hey, I'm booking with James kind of thing. It was like, oh, you're so-and-so's boy. Mm. And this was, uh, and I don't know if this is a high or a low, but I'm going to choose to consider this a low that I turned into a positive later on. But at the time, it was a super, super low. And I remember asking the guy, hey, man, can you please give me a testimonial and a shout-out to your people? It's going to really help grow my business. And he never did that for me. Mm. And I was angry about it for years. Um, we're, we're still friends to this, this day. I still hang out with him. I stay at his house when I visit him. And I eventually confronted him about it like a year or two later. And I was like, hey, man, you know, this was some anger that I was holding on to for years because you never did that for me. But I get it now. I get it. Like, he, I had just started my service. We didn't even know what we were doing. We were doing like graphic logo designs and outsourcing that, or we'll build your web page, or oh, hey, you need a funnel built. I don't know how to do that, but we'll figure it out with my outsource team. Like it was like all over the place. And he was worried about putting his name on something. And now he did pay me, I mean, for, for what we did. And um, some people might say, hey, man, he, he took over, he got over on you. Or other people might say, hey, you know what? he did me a favor because I had to earn my way. Like I didn't get put on by like my boy and like thrown all this business. I don't think it would have been a disaster, but I also don't think it would have been a success with him putting me out there like that because I wouldn't have had to like grow on my own. So that was a low that I turned to a positive. Um, A high for me uh, over the five year journey I think really is, 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 is just the mindset of how to turn stuff that's negative into positive stuff. Uh, if I had to say like a particular event, uh, man, I really couldn't, I mean, I could talk about like big clients that we worked with, you know, we, we worked with as a white label provider for a fortune, I think pretty sure they're a fortune 100 company. Mm. Um, 
very, very, probably the number one soda brand that's out there. I don't have any um, flaws not to talk about it, but with Coca-Cola, we were a white label provider for tech support for them. Um, that was huge. And I think that was huge because that was something that we had never done before. Mm. Uh, worked with a big brand. Um, that was actually a relationship that unfortunately, um, you know, that was, we got the raw end of the stick on that one. Some people might say, but I think it was the best thing that could have happened. I actually, um, fired them mm. and then it turned really, really ugly, unfortunately. Um, and that taught me a ton. It mm. taught me a ton. It, and, and the, the, the silver lining from that one is, you know, notice how I talked about that as like a high, but it also had a low point. Yeah, yeah. The silver lining was how much I learned from that. Yeah. It was like after the dust settled and like, it was, it was, it was chaotic the whole time practically, but like we were working on a $20,000 a month deal. Um, you know, we were negotiating stuff to cover all of Florida's tech support for Cola and their truck drivers. And, um, I had never done tech support. It's not what we do. I went out and I did something based on revenue alone mm. and, and ended up when I looked at my time and stress and everything like that, I probably could have quit my agency and got a job at McDonald's and been more happier yeah. and made more money. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, so the perspective was like, Hey man, I did something that I never thought we could do. And tech support is like 30 minutes to an hour long phone conversation. It's not some like, hi, we book your appointment. It's like, and we did that. And that was something that I didn't know we could do. And so the high for me was just that whole experience with learning from that. Yeah. Things didn't work out. I wish them the best in the, in the company that we worked with for that, but man, what a good opportunity. And I'm just grateful for the opportunities, even if they're bad, it's like, man, Thank you, God, for letting me participate in that and, and, and being a part of my life in that area. Mm, love that, man. Well, James, man, it's been an ama amazing episode. I appreciate you sharing everything about Outsource Kings. I, I know a lot of contractors listen to this because I hear from a lot of contractors and work with a lot of them. So I know that they're going to be you know, interested in learning more about what you do. You did a great job explaining that. And then also getting into your entrepreneurial journey. I really like your outlook on how you've tackled adversity. And even when it has been a low, turning it into high. And even when you see the highs, there's also some silver lining that you've been able to see as well. So really appreciate that man where can people find out and stay connected with you we'll put this in the show notes but where people can find out about more about outsource king and as well follow you online yeah um so first we do have a book on amazon um by outsource kings by my name james king baskin awesome um and anyone that's listening if they just reference this podcast or if they message me on facebook james king baskin uh, we'll cover the shipping. We'll, we'll cover the cost of the book. There's no cost to you. If you listen to this podcast or anyone, we'll send you the book. There's zero cost. There's no like $20 shipping or any kind of crap. It's like, we'll, if you're us based, we'll cover the shipping. We'll send it out. If you want to buy the book direct on Amazon, I think it's like 15 or 20 bucks. My publisher controls that. Um, and if you'd rather buy it direct, that's fine. Um, but yeah, James King Baskin on Facebook. And if you want to just shoot me a message, whatever, question, comment, whatever, um, outsourcekings.com, outsourcekings on Instagram. And then um, 
pretty sure that's what we are on uh, TikTok as well. Love it, man. Well, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes, definitely to the audience. Reach out for that book, man. He's offering that absolutely free. So thank you very much, James. I really appreciate that. But I got a ton of value myself out of this episode. So thank you very much for taking time. I know you're busy, but really appreciate you coming on, man. And thanks for all that you do. Absolutely, man. Happy to help. And I want to thank you again to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download, and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see you all next week. And remember, entrepreneurs aren't born, they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneurs who are born to prove. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Adam McChesney. 